0: Welcome back to the hot heel girl podcast. Today we are talking to Mimi from the medicine. If you follow either of us, I'm sure you probably also follow her, but if you don't definitely go check her out, we'll leave her stuff in the show notes, but she is one of our bucket list guests, at least mine anyway. So we are super excited to have her on today. Talk all things, mushrooms, King coffee, HCC, and everything else in between. So welcome to the show, Mimi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here.
1: We're excited. We're grateful to have a fellow mushroom aficionado because <laughs> you dive away deeper than we have. And we touched upon it. We had a whole Kang Ratio episode and people are like, wait, go deeper. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> We got to.
2: <laughs> no, I love it. Mushrooms is one of my favorite things to talk about. I'm I'm definitely not like I don't claim to be an expert by any means. People kind of attribute that to me and that's fine. But I'm just like a student and I just love it. I think that they're fascinating. And um so I I'm just I'm just constantly trying to learn and will never not be fascinated and intrigued by this. Thing, this alien species almost that we call mushrooms. That's not a vegetable. It's not a plant. It's not quite an animal. It's something in between. Um, And uh, I'll never not be fascinated. So I just like to share my, you know, my, uh, what I've come to know and understand, and hopefully it helps other people in some way. So that's my disclaimer (laughs) for the rest (laughs) moving forward is you know the, most of this is me diving into books listening to podcasts talking to real experts and learning from them so uh not a mycologist by any means i'm just uh you know i'm just passionate about them and that's what we
0: love um i want to ask how you got into loving mushrooms like
2: what fully brought you to this place that you are today yeah it's um in short, I'll give you the longer version, but in short, it was my own health hellhole, honestly, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, a lot of, it's a common thread in a lot of people's story, how they get into the thing that they're most passionate about, or one of the things that they're most, most passionate about is their own, like, shitstorm. Like, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this. Yeah, no,
1: we, <laughs> believe me. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, the shitstorm that happens in, our, in life, you know, in Many people's maybe mid to late 20s, early 30s, the toxicity of our world, of our lifestyle catches up to us and it causes us to stop and say, like, I don't think I can keep going like this. Like, I don't think that this is sustainable. And that was a very real part of my life in my late 20s. I'm 33 now. When I was 27, just turned 27, I divorced my childhood sweetheart, Chase. Um, We had been together since we were 17 years old. And we were kind of not forced, but very highly encouraged to get married young, come from evangelical Christianity growing up. I don't identify as that now, but that was a big part of most of my life. And if you know anything about that culture, it pushes you into getting married very young. So that's what we did. And uh, marriage is really hard. Life is really hard. Hashtag stress. Hashtag (laughs) student loans. Hashtag no communication tools, no healthy communication tools. So long story short, um, regarding my relationship, three years into marriage, I was 27 and told Chase that I didn't want to be with him anymore. And these are all the reasons why. And that was really um, the (laughs) jumping off point to a lot of my health issues. Uh, it, It really was, I didn't realize it at the time, but it was a major emotionally mentally spiritually stressful time for me and um i just buried that stress i i shoved emotions down i didn't want to look at certain parts of myself i didn't want to address and i don't have to tell you guys but when that happens your your <laughs> your body doesn't forget that stress. It kind of just tucks it away combined with, um, a multitude of unhealthy orthorexic lifestyle, uh, factors. So I was, I was like, okay, I'm 27 and divorced. I've never dated as an adult. Don't even know what that's like, In big city, Seattle, finally like have my own money that I can spend on whatever I want with no one looking over my shoulder. (laughs) And so I just kind of like lived that life. And part of it was searching for validation. Part Mm -hmm. of it was searching for someone to tell me that I'm beautiful, someone to desire me, which as a feminine being, that's a huge piece of relationship. That's a huge piece of us like if you don't want to admit that you're kind of fooling yourself, if you have a feminine essence to you, you're kind of fooling yourself if that is not in your purview at all. So I was, you know, single and in the city, and you guys are getting the really long version. (laughs) No, we love this. We love it. (laughs) So I was single in the city and um, looking for that validation. And so I leaned into like, I'm going to be dialed in on my nutrition and Mm -hmm. movement and working out. So I got really into um, getting as fit (laughs) have air quotes there because I was fit, but sick. Mm -hmm. And I was under eating, not on purpose, but just with how much I was working out. I didn't know I was under eating for two years straight. So I was in a constant caloric deficit. Uh, If you're a woman that is really hard on your hormones, I had zero estrogen Um, my hair was falling out in chunks. I had cystic acne blowing up on my face. I uh, had a rash on half my body that was completely unexplained by every doctor that I asked. I couldn't digest my food. Um, It would come up like regurgitated with like acid, uh, no stomach acid, but I had abs. (laughs) (laughs) But I looked great in a bikini, Mm -hmm. but I could get just about any man's attention but i felt awful i felt fucking awful and it was like i had one moment where i was in the shower huge chunk of my hair was like in my hand and i was like this is not normal and i just crumpled i just like fell apart on the shower floor and i was just like i can't do this anymore like i have to figure this out and um it's making me a little choked up here i don't know why but just that moment, remembering that moment of just being like, I feel completely alone. I don't know. And mind you, I was a health coach on the side, like being a dental hygienist, you know, 40 hours a week. And then I was also a health coach Mm -hmm. helping people like lose weight. And I couldn't figure out my own shit. And it felt like I was living this double life. Like I didn't actually know what I was talking about. Um, and so that was really hard. It was really hard emotionally, mentally, certainly physically. Um, and I just felt very disconnected from myself. I didn't know what to do. So I was desperate at this point. Didn't want. I didn't want to share this with anyone because like, then I'm a fraud. Then I don't know what I'm talking about. And so I just like, okay, I got to figure this out. And I, I just got this nudge that, okay, I probably should lay off exercise for a while. So I just walked and did yoga for six weeks. And part of this, I promise I'm going to answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) Part of this was me really leaning into health and wellness podcasts. Shout out to the model health show. That was like a huge piece of me really trying to learn what real health was, what What I could do to better my situation. And I just kept hearing about medicinal mushrooms over and over and over on ads, mostly from like Four Sigmatic, which I think Mm -hmm. where a lot of people start is I have huge props, you know, major props to them. I don't use them anymore in my life, but in the beginning, they were huge at really getting mushrooms into the mainstream that like, hey, look at this, there's this other thing. And so I started, you know, learning about them, hearing more about them, listening to podcasts, and then I started using them myself. I won't say that all my problems went away because I started using four sigmatic mushrooms, (laughs) but it, it like flipped a switch in me that there was more to health than my body composition. And it's a slow progression over time, really like kind of plowing down the neural pathways, the grooved runs that get like, this is what's important to me over and over and over related to body image stuff. It takes a while. It's not a flip of a switch, but um, it just piqued my interest around this topic. And then being a dental hygienist um, in our office, one of the patients in our office got HPV, human papillomavirus later in life. She was like in her fifties and her daughter actually worked in our office and she said, yeah, my mom's naturopath recommended a mushroom to help with her HPV. And I was like, whoa, I was learning about medicinal mushrooms. I was like, oh, is it chaga? Is it reishi? Is it what oh, lion's mane? What is what is it? And she's like, it's A-H-C-C. And I was like, what? I thought I was like, you know, <laughs> knew something about mushrooms. And I was like, that's not a mushroom. I've never heard of it. So immediately I go to Dr. Google, look it up, see that it, ha- it is in fact a a derivative of mushrooms and that it has a whole research organization behind it, that um, it has glowing reviews on, you know, other websites, um, that the anecdotes at least are like mind-blowing. Ordered AHCC, started taking it myself. And started learning about it. So I ordered the medical textbooks that were written about AHCC, and I just couldn't stop. I just started devouring information. And I was just like, what? How is this thing so powerful and so um, safe? Literally no negative side effects. And people, like, I've never heard of this. People, doctors, like, don't seem to be using it the way that they should. Why is this not more of a thing? And so it just lit a fire under my ass. I was like, more people need to know about this. Mm-hmm. So I started sharing on Instagram. That grew into me getting recognized by the manufacturers of HCC in Japan. They invited me to Japan to check out their whole system um, at the International Congress on Nutrition and Integrative Medicine. That was in 2019, and that really changed my entire life. I really saw the research and the um the uh i would say robustness of this thing that is AHCC and how many how much potential it is there for i won't use the word healing but providing more intelligence amplifying the existing intelligence of the body um and that's from there i was Sold, I was like, I, I have to keep talking about this, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: looking at the research, looking at everything, like, I can't not talk about this. I have a very strong guide, archetype, uh, advocate archetype in me innately, that if I know about something that could potentially help someone, and I stay silent, like it hurts, it hurts me. So I just kept sharing on Instagram, and that eventually grew into a podcast and that's where i'm at today <laughs> now we have two uh mushroom products um seeing you know kind of what's lacking in the industry and how people cut corners and we decided that we weren't going to do that um and so that's kind of where i'm i landed you know in 2023 um that's where i'm at
1: and i like you were the first I'd heard of HCC in like 2019 on like Christina Rice's podcast. I remember because oh, nice. for Sigmatic's like the gateway mushroom. It really is. You're right. It gets everyone into it. Same. I used to use them and it was phenomenal. And then, you know, we've come around to other things. But when I found your product, I like, you know, you Google HCC, you look up what's out there, how many other people carry it. And you're right. There's such a lack in the market. There's like, only a few carriers and only a few that like, I would deem trustworthy even upon just like a quick search. Right. So you guys are just feeling such a market for it because all of the research is there for how phenomenal it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There are definitely other carriers, but a lot of, because it is a very expensive, (laughs) very expensive uh, product to just provide, Um, you know, it's because it's so unique. It's actually a unicorn in the mushroom space. And there's such a process to the overall manufacturing of it. Um, And it is so helpful to the body. It, It has to be this expensive. Unfortunately, there's a lot that goes into it. But so I say that because a lot of products out there, quote unquote, AHCC products out there, have like a tiny sprinkling of the product in it, maybe a hundred milligrams, which is probably not going to do anything for you. Like one of our capsules is 750 milligrams. Um, And so people kind of slap HCC on the label and call it good, but they're not actually providing something that's going to be helpful for people. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I remember for a while, right? Like you guys were going in and out of having stock and not. Because I was just trying to get my hands on it. I was like, oh my god, because <laughs> there's, yes. like you said, because you put so much of it into, and with all of the market demands, I was like, I can't get my hands on this stuff. What the? It heck? was really
2: like I was in a like I kind of hid it from the Instagram world, but in 2020, when the world blew up and yeah. everyone was realizing that immune health is really important, and HCC is the number one <laughs> immune specialty, specialty immune supplement <laughs> with over 30 human clinical trials behind it. You, we couldn't keep up with the demand. Like we literally didn't have enough bottles in our place to, to fulfill for people and our manufacturers couldn't get us anymore. So I was dying. I was not dying. that's very like, <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but I was in a, sort of in a depressed state um, for a little bit, knowing that people who wanted this and I wanted to help people with you know their immune system immune health and I couldn't was it was hard. it was really hard for me.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I was was able to snag some in 2020. That's when I first tried it too. Um, and I will say when I got the sickness that shall not be named, um, (laughs) high dosing AHCC, I think was one of the main things that helped me just like kick it in three days.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was our experience too. Um, absolutely. We were taking like, I don't know, maybe like six grams a day, which is you know, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a hefty dose, but you really can't take too much. So I was like, just like
0: mainlining right. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. That was me. I think like six capsules a day or something like that yeah. on top of, you know, my regular rishi and all mm-hmm. the other stuff. But yeah, I credit that too, because everyone else that I knew was out for like two weeks and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I felt crappy for like a day and a half and that was it. Yeah.
2: Well, the reason for that, um, The reason why people who use something like AHCC is because one of the main mechanisms of action is to increase the number and effectiveness um, of the specific immune cells that provide immune surveillance for your body. So there's certain white blood cells, NK cells. Those are the natural killer cells. People have probably heard those in headlines. Natural killer cells, T cells, macrophages, these are really important for recognizing something like a virus or a mutated cell, like a cancer cell. So when you increase those specific cells by up To three to 800 percent in a matter of days or weeks, um, you're better off. Like your body literally has more quote unquote soldiers to recognize hey, there's this thing we need to deal with. And then it also, what the other mechanism of action is, it increases the, um, it improves the communication between those cells. So not only do you have more, but the communication pathways are improved as well. And so um, it's really, really powerful, not just for the vid, not just for HPV, but it's really a human body supplement because, you know, our, our immune system is – is. Um, really a part of almost every body process. Right. So um, that's why it's effective for so many different diseases and conditions and things like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I recommend it to so many of my clients and they'll be like, they'll look at the price and they're like, "Oh, that's really expensive. And I'm like, no, but that is the one you get because it's worth it. Because like you said, (laughs) all the other ones out there, (laughs) you're just getting micro doses.
2: Yeah. And, you know, there's because it's a private label, um, there are legal obligations for (laughs) we can't we literally like legally can't sell it for cheaper because it's a private label. And just the way that the legality works, it's not like I'm trying to milk people for, you know, Mm -hmm. like we don't actually (laughs) make that much money on it. Um, If I was a smart businesswoman, I would not provide AHCC as a product, honestly. Um, (laughs) So I wish I could just like put that on a billboard because I'll get, you know, it hasn't happened often, but it's happened a few times where people will accuse me of because it is a more expensive product. Again, legally, it has to be for Mm -hmm. for me. They'll kind of accuse me of like trying to milk people or whatever. And it's like, um, I just kind of have to laugh because the it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I do this because it's a passion of mine and I'm adamant about helping as many people as possible. Uh, and, um, so I just kind of have to ignore those, but, um, it's, it's uh, thankfully few and far between.
1: And people always say the same thing about spores from like Organo and Reishi. They'll be like, oh, the spores are so expensive. And I'm like, yeah, that's because they're harvested correctly, because there's so much of it in there, right? Like it's it's a very similar thing where I'm like, you're paying for what you get. You're paying for exactly yeah. what you get. It's worth every penny.
2: Yeah. And I would I would say, um, you know, there's a reason why fast food is really cheap there's a reason why a lot of supplements are really cheap. Now, some of that might be because there's so much of the raw material in abundance that they're like literally trying to just get it out. That could be something. Um, but and I'm not saying that just because a health supplement is expensive that that's the only indicator that you need for effectiveness. Like no, absolutely not. But I can say that You know, some of the really cheap mushroom products on Amazon or on the Internet. There was a 2017 study where they took um, uh, 26, I think, different reishi products, reishi mushroom products from the Internet. And um, a very, very small percentage of them even contained reishi mushroom. So it was like 17% of them contained reishi mushroom. So I would just really be like, you can do whatever you want as a consumer. Like you have have the freedom to do whatever you want, but you might be thinking that you're getting a really good deal on a mushroom product, but what you're actually getting is very expensive oats or rye or rice um, with maybe a little bit of mushroom sprinkled in there. So that's the majority of um, mushroom products on the market, unfortunately. So just a word of caution to people out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I try to remind everyone of that because yeah, everybody box at the price and, or they'll tell me I've tried Reishi. I didn't feel a difference. And I'm like, okay, what brand did you try? Like, where are you getting it from? You know, Mm -hmm. are you actually getting Reishi in what you're taking? Because yeah, that could be why you're not feeling a difference.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I there's a, a lot of uh <laughs> there's no other word but like fuckery. <laughs> That's a lot of fuckery good word that goes you. on in the uh, yeah. and I didn't know this until I got into the mushroom space and became a provider of mushroom products and learned about the manufacturing process. But there's a lot that goes on that people consumers don't see. Um, and a good kind of a quick at a quick glance, if your mushrooms are being grown in the US, like if your product says mushroom, our, our mushrooms are proudly grown in the US. This is one case where local does not equal better. Mm-hmm. Local. I'm a big believer in buying local when it makes sense. And when you can, of course, but Mushrooms is not one of those things, unless you're getting it from your neighbor who grows their own mushrooms and grinds them up and extracts them and you know exactly what's going into the process. Like, cool, that's a a case where it's working out in your favor. But if you're going to the internet and buying US-grown mushroom extract products, um, you can bet that the majority of that final product is filler or oats, like I mentioned, rye, rice, because what they do is they grow the mushrooms on something like oats, rye, rice. It, it, when you're growing them in bulk, you have to do this. In the in the in the natural world in the forest, they just grow on tree lo- trees and logs and that's great. well, um, when you're growing them for consumption, to sell on the internet, you can't just go out and forage mushrooms. You have to create them in like a lab or in a you know growing facility or something like that. So they're usually grown on oats or rye or rice. And because it's very expensive to grow mushrooms, what they do is they include the growing medium into the final end product. So that, that's why many products that say, like for instance, reishi, reishi you guys know this um reishi is like almost black it's dark 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 brown if you were Mm -hmm. to see it you know just taken and uh without any extract or uh excuse me without any filler in there it's very dark brown well a lot of these companies like ohm is one where their reishi product is white Mm -hmm. what color is (laughs) oats and Mm -hmm. rice and millet, it's like a creamish white, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. That's I what mean all doing. of
0: their all Literally. of their products look the same color, you know? Yeah. And it's like
2: every single one of those mushrooms is not that color. No, it's mushrooms come mm-hmm. in a variety. Like cordyceps is light brown, Tremella is white, Reishi is dark brown, lion's mane is like a tannish kind of like it's mm-hmm. a, it's the spectrum, it's the rainbow. If all of the companies or brands products look like the same you know exactly what you're getting mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yep.
1: And you'll also notice with like, whenever I take the capsules from organo, like they're all different colors, right? The different parts of the mushroom are different colors as well. Mm-hmm. Like you can see them. It's clear the mycelium is different from the spores, different from like the fruiting body. It's just mm-hmm. very much not standard as it shouldn't be.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I'll that's hear
1: tough. that.
0: Yeah. I'll hear that when people are drinking like their King coffee or something, they're like, there's sediment in the bottom of my cup. It's like, is that something wrong with it? And I'm like, no, that's the spores. Like you're getting quality, just swirl it around and drink it.
2: (laughs) It's a really easy fix. Like when someone I'll get those DMS too. And they'll be like, it's gathering at the bottom. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, there's a really easy fix. (laughs) Like do this." <laughs> a little swirl and give si- it a little yep. swirl and <laughs> you're going to be good. Yep.
0: You're yeah. like drink it it's good for you. Mm-hmm. That's what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. Um I want to talk about Mushy Love for a second. I was
2: just going to say
1: that. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> <Talk laughs>
0: Cuz that's it. your your latest and greatest product. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't tried it yet. It is on my list. I need to try it. But every time so Every time you describe it, you're like, it's like a cinnamon swirl latte in a mug. And I'm like, that is like the words for my soul because I love (laughs) anything cinnamon. So,
2: yes. Yeah. So we, a couple of years ago, were really like, I've already kind of mentioned kind of discouraged and disappointed in some of the products that were being offered, um, you know, on Instagram and the web and coming up, like mushrooms have become more of like a... A fad thing and people are turning on to the um, amazingness of mushrooms, which is great. But that also means that the market sees that and they, you know, are sprouting up, pun intended, sprouting up these new mushroom brands and companies that don't actually have any growing experience, unfortunately. And so they go with the route that I just explained to you guys. So a lot of the products that are made in the U.S., are full of fillers and don't even have uh, a substantial amount of mushrooms in them. And so that's, you know, why (laughs) leading up to us making our own product, we didn't really recommend a lot of products. Real mushrooms is the only brand that I could really stand behind and put my stamp of approval and seal of like, I believe in this product. I've seen how I I trust the growers they have 46 years of experience um, you know and so that was really the only brand that I could really like get behind so we were kind of just in the state of disappointment and people would send me pictures of other mushroom products and I would have to be the bearer of bad news like this is not good Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can buy it if you want but I personally wouldn't drink this or take it or recommend it to anyone that I love um, and so we got to this point where we're like, we just I wanna we wanna make our own. And it was a long process. It took us about a year and a half to get it to the point where it was like ready to sell. But we basically started with the question of okay, how do we get the most possible mushrooms? Because there's a lot of mushroom products out there. How are we gonna differentiate? And how do we provide the most pure mushrooms, organic mushrooms? Possible in one scoop, and make it taste good. Because anyone who has dealt with mushrooms as a raw material knows that it's a very difficult product material to work with. Because some of them taste like fish, some of them taste like dirt, some of them taste like just so bitter, like reishi, like is so bitter that mm-hmm. you have to have kind of an iron gut to get it down. You know, um, in certain cases, and and so it's not an easy thing to work with um so that's one reason why it took us quite a while because we were literally in our kitchen buying the raw materials and just like mixing up different iterations of like we knew what we kind of wanted it to taste like we knew we wanted it to be like a golden gram cinnamon roll vanilla caramely type experience and so the other thing that we wanted to make sure from the beginning was that there wasn't any like natural flavors or any weird sweeteners like I don't I don't have any hate for monk fruit it's in a lot of products that I love but we it's been used for like relatively short amount of time by people and some people get some gut distress from things like erythritol, monk fruit, stevia. So we wanted to just leave those out and just stick with what came comes from, you know, nature. So mm-hmm. it's sweetened with a little bit of organic raw maple sugar and a really clean um simple ingredient list, but choosing the right ingredients was important to get the flavor profile that we wanted that wasn't a mile long. So um, we ended up with a product, it's called Mushy Love Latte and uh the, the flavor is cinnamon swirl. And I, I like to say, yeah, it, it, if you do it, if you mix it with steamed milk, it tastes like a liquid cinnamon roll. If you mm. mix it with cold milk, like I drink raw cow's milk, when I drink it there, uh, cold, cold, it tastes like liquid graham crackers. Mm. And so it's weird how it like changes based on that, but you can also use it like mixed with king coffee or whatever coffee you drink or it's also really good uh, dumping a scoop into a vanilla protein shake. It's like a snickerdoodle. And so with this formulation, um, the two star ingredients are chaga and sharmella mushroom. And we put 500 milligrams each. Uh, So in each scoop, you're getting a full gram of medicinal mushrooms, organic pure medicinal mushrooms with no fillers. Um, It's just straight fruiting body extract. And that's unheard of for a mushroom product. Um, one for it to have no filler and then two for it to be that much, that many, that many like milligrams, Mm -hmm. um, most mushroom products out there, if they are pure medicinal mushrooms are going to be maybe 250, 300 milligrams. So our In each scoop, there's about three to five times more medicinal mushrooms. Um, And these mushrooms are really powerful. Chaga is arguably the most potent antioxidant in the world. Um, It's really great for hair health, for nail health, for a happy gut. (laughs) Um, It's really amazing for the immune system. Mm -hmm. Um, It does a lot in the body. It's nicknamed the king of mushrooms for a reason. And then Tremella is the other one that um, is nicknamed the beauty mushroom. And she's not talked about enough. I don't know why more companies haven't picked up in our world that is like phobic to aging. I don't know how more companies haven't like, oh my gosh, Tremella is amazing Uh, I don't know how they haven't picked up on it, but I'm glad because it it differentiates our product. Uh, But tremella mushroom is amazing because it holds 500 times its weight in water. A healthy cell is a hydrated cell. Our body is what it's arguably 90% or more water and our cells need to be hydrated to function properly. Um, so, tremella mushroom really locks in moisture into your cells. So, what people see externally is they, um, you know, could heal infection faster um, because cells are working better. Um, and you're also like the it's called the beauty mushroom because back in the eighth dynasty, I want to say, ancient Chinese, um, there was a uh, a, a woman um, an Uh, empress basically who was known for her beauty and she was nicknamed one of the four great beauties in chinese history and she accredited her beauty to tremella mushroom taking tremella mushroom every day so what we see is healthier hydrated plumper skin you know younger looking skin um and they both of the mushrooms have amazing clinical research behind them as well but aside from chaga and tremella we also used lacuma powder elm bark powder um cinnamon obviously and then maple sugar like i said coconut milk powder and a little sea salt and that's it
0: all right i'm about to go order
2: some I know so i was thinking this that, podcast <laughs> We will we'll send you guys both a bag. So don't worry about it. Um, well,
1: I mean, we're happy to support either way. We're happy, happy to like, order okay. it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get you guys squared away. I'll get you taken care of. All right. <laughs> then we can
0: rave about it to to yeah. everyone. Oh so we can get our order in before everyone hears this podcast. And is like, oh, we need yeah. some of that.
2: <laughs> and I will say, you know, feedback that we hear a lot is, um, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you didn't make this super sweet. Um, probably 75% of people that give feedback, say something like that. Um, we purposefully did not make it super sweet. If you have, if you like your stuff sweeter, just add your own, whatever, honey or maple, or if you like stevia, whatever, um, just like fit it to your taste. Um, because we do hear that feedback sometimes where it's like, it's not really that sweet. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. Um, we wanted it to be very versatile and you guys, Probably know this when th- something is super super sweet, it cuts down on the versatility because you might be adding it to something like vanilla protein that's already sweet. Mm-hmm. So then you 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 mix it with other things and you're like, oh this this is like too much. This is too sweet. I can't I can't use this very versatily. So that was the point in making it uh, not super uh, super sweet. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that because I get things all the time like mixes like that. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's too much. And I know Courtney feels the same way about something not
1: being really sweet. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I was like, even some Olipops are too sweet for me. So like,
2: (laughs) yeah, I know. It's like when you live a lifestyle that is oriented towards real food, towards whole food eating, then you get something that's probably like meant for the general consumer who might Mm -hmm. be more addicted to sugar. And these health companies are making products for the general consumer who does have that desensitized palate to sweetness. And it's like, then you and I have something like that. And it's like, Oh, Oh, this is too much. <laughs> uh, because for me, I'm like, give me a good cantaloupe. And that's my dessert. Like, it sounds so lame, but or like <laughs> a good dark chocolate is dessert. And uh, I know we're we're weirdos for that. But yeah. I I prefer it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah we'll be in the grocery store and my husband will be like you want to get some ice cream and I'm like mm, I'd rather have a watermelon yeah yeah <laughs>
1: totally yeah like during the holidays my parents will try and like buy like gluten-free baked goods and I'm like can I just make it because like I wanted to my and now I've desensitized them all to the point where they like my stuff better I'm like good good we're on the same page <laughs> I feel like this is such a phenomenal product because like you said you came from I mean, a lot of us probably came from that world where we were trying to like diet and work out just to like form our body to something. And now you're making products that are helping people like embrace their own natural beauty instead of just trying to like push and form your body Mm, and do a box, right? Like loving and nourishing her in a way that she is able to do exactly what she needs to. And that's what I love about mushrooms. Cause I always tell everyone, I'm like, no, they, to, like they're adaptogens right they adapt to what your body needs like they tune into that innate ability of your body to heal and we don't give ourselves enough credit all the time right like the body knows how to heal an mm-hmm. autoimmune disease doesn't happen by chance your body doesn't just start attacking itself because everything's fine
2: mhm yeah yeah i have so many thoughts but i i want to back up to the point you made which is great um you know i feel like it's so rare <laughs> At least for me, I'm down in Southern California. I'm in San Diego and you see it all down here. It's a walking billboard for the newest surgical technology everywhere and whatever. People can do whatever they want to do. Get Botox, get lip filler, get all the fake stuff if that's what you think will make you happy. I'm in no position to tell anybody what they should or should not do. What I noticed though in my own observation is when I see a woman, maybe in her 50s or 60s, that is embracing her own like natural beauty. And I'm not saying like natural, like, oh, never wear makeup. Like I wear makeup every single day, just about. But what I mean is like taking care of your body and providing it the necessary tools, good food, whole, you know, organic foods. Clean mineralized water, sunlight every day, gentle but effective movement, breathing properly, healthy relationships. Like, I feel like those are such rarities that when you see someone who like I can tell or I'll you know talk to women um <clears throat> that I see like this, and they have a healthy lifestyle, they take care of their body and they embrace the shape and the look that their body takes while giving everything that they can as far as like healthy tools to their body like something like tremella and I see these women and I'm just like I think that they are so much more beautiful than someone who you can tell is just trying to put the e-brake on in their aging to where it's not even like it's like they're doing everything in their power to resist looking what their age could be to the point where now they don't even look all the way like human. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that that might be, uh, I don't know if that's in inconsiderate of me to say, but this is just my own observation where I see a woman and I'm, I'm like, she's clearly, you know, 55, 60 years old and she's trying to look 25. I'm like, huh. it's like <laughs> shocking, you know? And so Mm -hmm. all that to say, like, I want to be in a position where I'm giving my body the tools and the um, ability to age gracefully and not resist every sign of aging um, at all costs. And uh, I think that that's, you know, that's important um, just for your own, like, acceptance of self, you know, and, and I'm getting a little esoteric here, I suppose, but like how much of that comes back to like worthiness and self-love and self-acceptance, um, our disdain for aging and the aging process and trying to work backwards at all costs. Um, I think it does come back to, do I love myself? Do I love myself enough to provide the the tools to age gracefully rather than get to 60 years old and try to reverse, you know, the clock. I just, I, it's another case of like us as mankind thinking that we can outsmart mother nature and it just doesn't work that way. Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's yeah. something that also stems from like a generationally too, like our generation our age group, I feel like is leaning much more into like what you just described, you know, like just embracing your body. But like growing up, I feel like we would see our moms and our grandmas, you know, like constantly have and socially, you know, just like in the 80s, in the 90s, it was all, you know, like, you must look like this, you know, you have to age like this, you have to do this and this and this. And so you would always constantly be hearing like we don't love ourselves or we hate the way we look and we have to change because we can't look like this when we're old um thankfully I was never exposed to that um like from my mom or my grandma uh but I know that was the case for a lot of people and I think it's just a big like mindset and generational switch that we just have to flip so I'm hoping that you know like the generations that are coming now like if we were to have kids, hopefully that mindset change would
2: be a little different for them. Yeah. Well, kids are going to model what they see. They're either going to model what they see, or they're going to see something that they don't like and swing the entire other direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's a little bit of that going on where, like you mentioned, eighties, nineties, you know, where you're taking like diet, weight loss drugs from your doctor and Um, definitely diet culture really like sunk its claws into society. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as more and more people get unhealthy with unhealthy lifestyle behaviors, it swings the other way, I think. Um, and maybe these are just the loudest people in society, (laughs) but maybe, maybe it's a little skewed and, um, But what we're seeing now, instead of like going to the extreme of orthorexic tendencies and taking diet pills and diet culture, we're swinging the other way where now literally, you know, people will say any body size is healthy. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. although I'm not saying that, I want to be very clear that I think no matter what size you are, no matter what your health looks like, your health expression, what it's currently manifesting as that you shouldn't love yourself, that I'm never saying that, that is not my goal. Um, I think it does take love to step into a healthier lifestyle. And we are, I don't want to make, um, you know, uh, the the mistake of um, like buying into people's bullshit. Like yeah. people are bullshitting themselves and calling mm-hmm. it truth, calling it reality. And it's not. There are healthier lifestyles (laughs) than others. Mm -mm. It's just a fact. And I will like never not think that. So I think it takes an act of actually loving yourself to realize like, hey, this is unkind to myself. Going to Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and Burger King five times a week is not actually loving to myself. It might be a great a source of pleasure and dopamine but i'm kidding myself i'm bullshitting myself if i think that this is healthy and doing those types of behaviors and those types of things will make me a healthy person that's utter nonsense um and so i want to be very clear there like i'm sort of in 2023 embracing more of on our podcast and everything like actually saying what i believe and not trying to be trying to please too many people and open that
1: throat chakra totally
2: <laughs> I'm, yeah and I'm right there like, with you I'm, on that I'm done mm-hmm. fuck censorship this is what reality <laughs> is and you can choose to like work with reality or you can choose to work against reality but you will be devitalized in the process of convincing yourself that your bullshit is true
1: mm-hmm. Preach. I love that I love yeah. that so much. No. And I was thinking that as you were talking, M, because there is such a spectrum. Like there's a wide spectrum of people, right? There's people who were orthorexic, me when I was on Candida diets, right? I ate no sugar. I was afraid of bananas. I was working out like crazy. I was always stressed out, you know? And then there's people that do things because they love themselves. And like you said, it's not an act of love, it's an act of dopamine, but a lot of them will convince themselves otherwise. So there's just, but there's such a wide spectrum of people. And I just think as women, we have to just own up to what we believe and that's okay if it's different than what other people believe, but like, just love yourself enough to make the right decisions for you, whatever that may be.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I've, this is something that I've really shifted my perception on since 2018, when I explained all of my health issues to you guys, um, that was like, okay, body composition is mm-hmm. it because I'm trying to seek validation from the external world. Well, it's actually not it. And if you make that your guiding light, uh, it's a, it's a piece of the puzzle. And I say this all the time on the podcast, it's a piece of the health puzzle. Body composition is a tiny piece, but if you make that your guiding light, There are other aspects of your health that are going to get trashed without Mm -hmm. a doubt. Um, And so what the kind of the approach that I take now, I still want to be fit. I'm not going to lie. I still want to be confident and look good in a bikini. Do I need to have abs? No, but I do still pay attention to like, where is my body at? You know, am I? Um, am I gaining weight? Am I losing weight? Am I maintaining? Um, I don't judge it, but I still pay attention to it. Um, but now I lean into the healthy aspects of lifestyle, everything that I just listed out, eating, moving, drinking water, sunlight, breathing effectively, and having you know healthy thoughts and healthy relationships. When I'm doing those things, the, the shape that my body takes is the shape that she wants to take to express health. So I'm not trying to retroactively fit my body composition into whatever Instagram or society deems as quote unquote beautiful, because back in the 1800s, it was some fluff. They wanted some fluff on women to show that they were high society, that they were high class, right? In Mm -hmm. the 80s, it was sticks. It was twiggy. It was straight athletic bodies. In the 90s and 2000s, it was the Victoria's Secret models, uh, long legs, big boobs, and, you know, wings or whatever. And now (laughs) it's more of the whatever Kim K body, which is driving more people to get implants and get BBLs and all of this, this sort of thing. So it's like we're kidding ourselves if we don't think that society is trying to dictate. I mean, like women's bodies, like what's beautiful in society and culture is completely a a style. It's a fashion trend. Mm -hmm. So if you try to fit your body every five or 10 years when it changes to what's beautiful to the external world, you're probably going to have some health issues versus listening to your body's communication, forming a relationship with your own intuition, doing things from a healthy, balanced standpoint, not too much, not too little, the Tao Te Ching. Like, um, if you stay balanced in those things, um, I think whatever like um, shape your body takes is what it's meant to take. Mm-hmm. So that's what I try to live by now.
1: Yeah. Hundred percent, because I know both of us love to like weight lift and stuff like that. So we always say that too. Because I'm like, my body is naturally going to sit a little bit bigger than most people. I'm five eight. I'm like one fifty, and people hear that number. A lot of my clients get triggered. They're like, "You weigh 150 pounds," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And I also squat my body weight and more. Yeah. Like, we're great. We're beautiful. We're strong, yeah. and it's so interesting where your body naturally wants to sit when you let it. When mm. you Eat to satiety when you eat real foods, work out, do all of that stuff. Like, yeah, I could try and squeeze myself back into that 125 that I was when I was 17 years old. But you know, it's not gonna be very comfortable because that was the last time I sat there comfortably because I was going through puberty still. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with you. If if you're if you lift heavy if you lift um if you squat if you're deadlifting, if you're if you um like engaging in that type of exercise muscle is more dense mm-hmm. than body fat and so it's like um yeah I'm right there with you like I'm 5'4 and 140 and um yeah. you look at um you know someone else who might be 140 who's has a different muscle to fat composition and their body's going to look completely different i haven't owned a scale in five years Mm -hmm. or so more than that because this is such a cliche but it's so true like the scale is just a number and how you feel how are you digesting how's your libido um you know are you able to poop every day um are you sleeping well? Are you passing parasites when you need to? Like there's so many other measures of health that unfortunately are not taught to us. And so it's on us to really take ownership of our health as an adult, not as a child looking for someone to guide us and tell us what to do. Um, You know, the power structures, the government authority, uh, a health coach, even. Um, it, It really takes us like, owning our health expression and taking responsibility for what that looks like.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny how much things have changed cuz I was saying to my my mom and I are similar ish in size and <laughs> I was like, oh no, my butt wouldn't fit in those jeans. She's like, no, your body's beautiful. And I'm like, heck yeah, my butt's beautiful. Like I I'm not saying it's not. That's not a that's and she here is like big butt like, uh-oh. And I'm like, oh no. No, I I was like I don't squat for nothing. Like I built this. Yeah. This was on yeah. purpose.
2: Yeah. I love that. <laughs>
1: like, Yeah, change. I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like our generation is kind of working more towards this, but we work out to look good, but at least for me and I know for Courtney too, like we work out to age gracefully, you know, to age naturally. And like you were saying to like, look how our body is supposed to look as we go from year
2: to year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also um, to be harder to kill—that's a huge <laughs> reason that I work out. Is
0: especially these know. days, you know, that's so important.
2: Yeah. It's like there's no reason not to. We have all the data. We have the science is we settled.
0: The science, <laughs> science is settled on exercise <laughs> and how
2: beneficial it is for us. Like, if the science is settled anywhere, it's there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: we'll agree with that science
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I know. and also like to feel <laughs> good I'm sorry but nothing nothing hits oh yeah like a good workout
2: oh my gosh I'm high after a, like a hard leg day um you just feel you feel powerful you have the endorphins you worked hard towards something and so you have that dopamine release that pleasure release you like the the um the system what's the word I'm looking for? The fulfillment is in the process. It's coming out of that very hard thing and realizing that, damn, I'm strong or like, damn, I worked hard. I'm proud of myself. Mm
1: -hmm. That
2: felt really good. And, um, I am, I am a firm believer that exercise daily exercise is one of those things that reinforces someone to remind themselves, like I can do hard things. I just lifted 175 pounds deadlifting downstairs two hours ago. I can deal with this thing that's popping up in my business, or I can deal with X, Y, Z. Like I, sw- it might be unconscious, I don't know, but it definitely, um, I think, is a factor in how people take on the rest of their day and the rest of their life if they know that they consistently push themselves through challenging things. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I love that you touched upon foundations earlier. I know I'm circling back to that when you were like, oh, eat whole foods, drink filtered water with minerals. And I'm like, cause we we had a whole podcast on foundations and still I think we can talk about it more, right? Like- oh, yeah." Obviously, a lot of people that are listening to this probably need other stuff too, right? Like you might need some parasite cleanses, some other stuff in your health. And I'm not discrediting that because I myself could not do it alone with just foundations. That was not the key to me. But like, where do you start? What is the foundation you are laying for your for your health? Mm-hmm. What are you doing every single day consistently? How are you treating your body? And also, how are you talking to her? Your words mm-hmm. matter. So much and it's not just the words you say to yourself right in your 10-minute meditation and your 10-minute breath work like those are beautiful and that's great but if the other however many hours in the day you're beating yourself down and saying nothing but negative stuff like that's really important
2: hmm yeah i totally agree um The foundations are low-hanging fruit for people. Mm -hmm. There's other fruit on the tree. It might be a little higher up, but like start with the low-hanging fruit, Um, eating whole organic foods whenever possible. Just even that alone for people can transform someone's health. Mm -hmm. If they do nothing else, just eating fewer packaged processed foods and changing, literally changing their palate to crave whole foods um that can that can have a huge impact on someone's health and health expression. But yeah, the foundations, I mean, that's like I said, that's low-hanging fruit. And most of them are free. Like sunlight is free. It might not be as uh prominent in certain parts of the country, mm-hmm. but if it's light out, the sun is out, even if you're not seeing it. And so getting sunlight into your eyeballs within the first ideally 10 or 15 minutes of waking up, um, getting sunlight on your skin, sleep. Sleep doesn't cost us anything. Um, Breathing, learning how to breathe effectively, Uh, you know, healthier relationships. These are things that are free and and, um, it's not, but it's like, they're so simple sometimes that they get looked over, they get glossed over, unfortunately. Where now I just put something on my story yesterday that was like um, the FDA is coming out with new guidelines and recommendations for obese children because over 50% of the population is uh, overweight or obese, including children. And so what they're recommending is uh, new guidelines and recommendations around um, surgery and weight loss drugs for kids as young as 12 or 13 years old and i put that on my story and i was like um instead of like drugging and cutting kids why don't we just teach them how to eat move be healthy get sunlight breathe think like why don't we start with the most or the least invasive Mm -hmm. not only is it going to help them lose weight it's going to help prevent other diseases like diabetes and cardiovascular disease and alzheimer's and cancer like these are not just weight loss techniques it's how to live longer and better techniques Mm -hmm. like it blows my mind when -hmm. you can see a post or a headline like that from a, a governing body like the FDA or the CDC or whoever it is and trust that they know anything about health when that's what they're (laughs) recommending for children. Uh If that's what they're recommending for children to get healthy, you've lost me. You've lost me in any other thing that you recommend for me or my future child or anyone I care about. It's poof gone. Mm -hmm. Any rep Any reputable or any um, respect, any uh, confidence that I would have in those governing bodies because you just proved to me that you know nothing Mm -hmm. about real health.
0: You know, why not instead of that in the schools, why can't we just give them better quality food? Because I've seen the food quality in the schools here and it's trash. And, you know, instead of going straight to surgery you know, I wish they would just make that effort to just be, let that be the first thing, you know, like change the food that they're eating in schools mm-hmm. because most of these kids have breakfast at school. They have lunch at school yeah, and then they have snacks and, you know, and they're not getting a balanced meal when they go home for dinner. Mm-hmm. So that just yeah, we're drives me crazy. Them
2: for, uh, we're setting them up for failure and it's, it's not a far stretch to call it child abuse or neglect. Mm-hmm. Um They're not, learning, you know, granted I didn't, you know, I grew up like middle to upper class, whatever you want to call it. And I didn't learn about health and nutrition. So I don't want to just blame it on class Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: it does require an interest. You could be the richest kid in your school and not know anything about real health. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny because Chase and I say frequently, like we have a, a little organic Grocery store two blocks away that we, you know, usually every day we just go and get the ingredients that we need for whatever we're making for dinner that day. Um, And the days where we're buying just produce um, versus sometimes buying like packaged food, like maybe we get like siete chips or something, or we're getting packaged whatever. Uh, It's still probably healthy, but it comes in a package, is what I'm saying. Mm
1: -hmm. The Mm -hmm.
2: packaged grocery trips are like twice as expensive expensive. as us when we just go and get produce. If we're making stir fry and we're using rice, we already have our meat and we're using just like produce, carrots, onions, broccoli, cauliflower, whatever. It's like under $15 for the entire thing or less. Mm -hmm. And then when you get packaged stuff, it's like, it'll be like a $50 thing. And it's like, we look at each other and we're like, I don't know what people are talking about when they say eating healthy is more expensive. I really, really, really don't think it is. Maybe if you're going to get fast food, that's what they're talking about because you can go like they have the dollar menu. But if you're getting produce, even if it's not organic, if you're getting produce, you're not paying as much as processed packaged foods. Mm-hmm. At least in my experience,
0: yeah, I think a lot of people just use that as an excuse. You know, they don't want to put in the work to eat healthier, and so they just—it's not that it's expensive. What they're really saying is, it's not convenient for me to eat healthy.
2: Yeah, it does take some time. It takes time to plan meals. It takes time to make the meals. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time to grow grocery shopping when you're using mostly um, foods that mold in the fridge um i do i I won't say like i'm not going to sugarcoat it being an optimally healthy person is like a part-time job Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you don't have your health what the fuck do you have so for me it's completely worth it it's completely worth the work that it takes to learn about my body listen to my intuition what it's asking for what it's communicating to me it's easier to ignore those sure and just eat whatever i want and then deal with the consequences later that's not the easy part like when you live that type of lifestyle you're going to ha- like you're going to have hard work or a trade-off somewhere like being really healthy is difficult sometimes in our society being overweight, having chronic disease is really difficult for different reasons. So <laughs> you're going to be paying for something somewhere. It's either on the front end paying for organic whole foods or it's on the back end paying for medical procedures, surgeries, treatment, doctor bill. Like it's going to, you're going to have it somewhere. It's going to be difficult. Like choose your heart, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yep. 100%. And especially because I know a lot of people who are listening to this are people who have dealt with chronic illness, maybe still all that stuff. Like, you know that when you get to that point, you would do anything to mm-hmm. get your health back. Right. So, why, once you get that back, I mean, that's why I live the same way you do. Like, I'm, I would never go back. <laughs> I'm never going to go back to feeling chronically ill all the time, to the brain fog, to the stomach pains, to all of you name it. And, Some people I'm not trying to be morbid, but like they've never gotten to something that bad. So they don't see the value in it, but every decision you make accumulates regardless good or bad. Right. So like treat your body well, Mm -hmm. like you like her or him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't need to be perfect. Um, I think that that gets taken a little too far as well. I certainly engaged in that behavior where I thought I had to be perfect Um, And I think that that creates a different type of disease, uh, creates a fear around certain foods or behaviors. Again, not too much, not too little. That If that was like on a billboard for the world to see, um, and that's how we lived our life, like, yeah, you can have ice cream from time to time, not too much, not too little. You're probably going to be fine. Yeah, you can have alcohol here and there, not too much, not too little. I mean, not too little, like, that's probably (laughs) alcohol, but you know what I mean? Like you can live in that middle ground for most of life and you're probably going to be okay. If you want to be for sure optimally healthy, then it probably takes a little bit more on the end of the spectrum. That's a little more dialed in, but still, you know, Chase and I will still have pizza every time, every now and then we use cauliflower crust, but we're still, (laughs) we're still getting that, feeling of having pizza or we'll have a grass-fed burger and homemade french fries like you can still enjoy life and live um live clean live in a healthy way it's not like it's um boring and awful and like prison
0: yeah
1: I think that's such a common misconception that like because we live the way we do we're miserable and I'm like I'm having pizza night tonight we're making the simple mills crust Mm -hmm. and we're having pizza night and watching a movie like we're still living our lives just the way we want in the way that makes us feel the best Mm -hmm. just long-term and in the moment you can have almost everything almost. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's always too much.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's just about listening to your body. Like if you have the thing that you think is okay, but your body's telling you like, Hey dude, I did not like that. um, You got to listen. Like we're, we're used to listening to, external forces more so than our own body's communication and intuition. And if it was flipped, we would have a very different world.
0: Yeah. Well, um, we have gone over the hour mark and I want to be respectful of your time.
2: (laughs) It's my fault because I am a long winded sucker.
0: No, that's totally fine. I just want to make sure that, you know, you can get to everything else that you need to do today.
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation and this is stuff that yeah, clearly I can talk about all day. Um, but yeah, this is, this is everything that I love in life. It's, it's taking ownership for the expression of not only your health, but your relationships, um, your mental state, uh, your spirituality, like everything. And, um, I know you didn't ask for this, but if I could leave your listeners with one thing, one um, piece of encouragement or advice, if you want to call it that, is like develop a relationship with your intuition and understand and start to become clear on what your intuition sounds like. The voice of your intuition usually is in the form of a nudge or a whisper, Until it gets to the point where it's more pronounced and maybe more like a shout or a yell. Um, But that's really, really important. I tend to use the word soul. Uh, My soul always has my highest good in mind. It's never going to lead me astray. But I have to make the point. I have to create the space and the stillness to hear what she is saying to me and you know talk about foundations i think that's the ultimate foundation because you can do all the other stuff but if you don't have a relationship with your soul or your intuition how are you going to know when what you're doing isn't working and you need to reroute or need to adjust so it really starts there um, is is you know creating the stillness and the space for your intuition I love
0: that. Yeah. I think that gets overshadowed by noise from everyone else and noise from social media way too often, because I know that's something that I have had to learn myself in the past few years is to, like you said, bring it back to your soul and kind of just shut everybody else out for a minute.
2: Yeah. doesn't mean you can't listen to people if you trust them or, you know, take advice here and there, but ultimately the, um, the final say, the final test is your body, your individuality and what you need in this moment. And that can change over the course of time. So um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, tell everyone where
0: they can find more from you. I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably already follow you, but if they don't, I know they will want to after this episode and also let them know, where they can purchase AHCC and Mushy Love, which we will also leave in the show notes.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, I hang out on Instagram quite a bit. I have a lot of education going on there. Uh, My handle is at Mimi underscore the medicine and all of our products can be found on themedicine.com. So M-E-D-I-C-I-N. There's no E on the end. It's it's a different type of medicine. Mm -hmm. So themedicine.com, you can navigate to our podcast, The Medicine Podcast, um, and all of our products. Um, HCC and Mushy Love have two separate um, uh, websites. Mushy Love Mm -hmm. is on getmushylove.com and then HCC is on themedicine.com, but we still have Mushy Love in our medicine store. It's just that you can't... um, subscribe. It's just a one-time purchase from the medicine. So um, but if you go you'll find you'll find the links, I'll I'll send them to you. Um you. and yeah, the medicine podcast is um my podcast, my my pride and joy, my baby. Um and my co-host is my partner, which I guess I never shared. <laughs> my the my high school sweetheart, my childhood sweetheart who I divorced um, life led me back to my intuition. My soul led me back to three years after we divorced and this is part two of our relationship. So we, um, we are back together and we are happily divorced and in love. <laughs> and yes. so we, we talk about all the things, conscious relationships, um, spirituality, a little bit of woo. Uh, we try to keep it grounded and then holistic health and, um, yeah, that's, I think, uh, the majority of what we, we talk about, but it's, it's our pride and joy. We love it.
0: Yeah. Go check out their podcast, everyone, because their energy is amazing. And I promise you will love the majority of their episodes.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Courtney, do you have any last words?
1: No, I think that was a great place to leave it off.
0: Yeah. This episode was so good. I think everyone is going to really love it. So thank you so much for being our second guest actually. This is only our second guest we've had on the podcast. So Wow, love it. <laughs> Thank you.